I can rest when I'm dead. I used to say that all the time and I believed it. But your body, heart and mind often has other plans for you and it's time we started listening. Rest is so critical to our health and well-being. In this episode, we dive deep into the topic with Lauren Tober. Lauren is a clinical psychologist, life coach, yoga teacher, business owner, educator, podcast host, and has written for the likes of The Elephant Journal, Australian Yoga Journal, The ABC, The Huffington Post, and many more. I loved how Lauren was able to give us some simple but radical tools on how to implement rest into your day, no matter how busy and productive you might be. So listen up, here we are. I am looking forward to talking to you about rest. And as we were just talking about before we press record, it's probably a topic that isn't as well understood. And I would say in my experience, definitely not practiced enough, especially when compared to the non-resting things like high energy, fitness. So I'm looking forward to jumping in and talking to you about rest. So great to be here. I'm, I'm like with you on this. I think it's so important. I don't think we're talking about it enough. So I'm really glad you invited me on today to speak about it. Absolutely. And look, and I think part of it, and we'll probably get into that anyway, but I think part of it is also just the unknown, you know, like our culture doesn't really prioritize rest. So I think for a lot of people, it's probably just a bit of an unknown. And that's why we wanted to put this episode together so people can get a bit of an idea on why rest is important. But look, why don't we start with what is it? especially when it comes to physical body as well as mind. You know, this is Virgin Active Minds. Can you talk to us about what rest is? Rest is pausing, being still. You know, I think there's there's sleep and then there's rest, and maybe we'll dive into that a little bit. I think both are really important that we get good sleep. Maybe that's a whole other topic, but I feel like that's a really important part of rest, that we're getting really good sleep in the evenings. And then rest, it can be like a quality to we, that we bring into our day. So we can bring the quality of restfulness into the way that we go about our day. And then it can also be a more formal practice where we pause and we rest. So it might be a siesta a nap in the afternoon. It might be a restorative of yoga practice it might be you know when you get home after work that you just put the seat back in your car for five minutes before you go inside and back into the hectic uh, evening with kids and dinner and bedtimes and those kind of things so it can be these kind of pauses throughout the day it can be a more formal practice like a restorative yoga practice or a meditation practice and it can also be a quality that we bring into our in our way of being into being in the world Yeah, I like that definition of pause, taking a little moment just to stop. And again, that's not really what we're taught. I guess the way that we're taught how to survive and thrive in the world, pausing isn't part of that normally. It's not normally part of the recipe or the plan, is it? It isn't. And especially since we've all been carrying around these smartphones in our pockets, a minute we have a time for pause, we tend to check our social media or the news or our emails. We don't have a lot of kind of spaciousness and and quiet time in our lives, we tend to feel it. And do you think that's purely down to, I guess, culture? You know, like, is it purely down to this idea that we must be producing and performing all the time? Otherwise, we're useless, worthless? Wow. I think it's, there's a lot of factors at play. I think, yeah, culturally here in Australia, I'm sure many parts of the world as well, you know, we're really encouraged to go, go, go and get more done and be more productive and how much can we fit in a day. And so there's this 
real kind of emphasis on how much can we do, how much can we get done in the day. And when we pause and take a break, it's like wasted time. We're not being productive. Uh, we're procrastinating. We're being the L word, lazy. That's a big one that we hear. So I think culturally is a part of it. I also think this kind of screen addiction is part of it. These screens that we're all on are so addictive. They just kind of pull us, pull us into them. And so, you know, we, we have this addiction to, you know, greater or lesser degrees with our screens. So we have a moment and we go straight to them. I also think another reason that we is that so many of us are not very good at sitting with uncomfortable emotions. And when we rest, that can come up when we create space, those kind of unprocessed emotions, thoughts or regrets kind of come flooding in and we don't like the feeling of it. Um, and so we distract ourselves with whatever we can, whether whether it's work, whether it's social media, whether it's TV, whether it's food, whatever it is, kind of rush into to deal with this accumulation of, of unprocessed emotion that's sitting there. That's an interesting thought and definitely something that kind of triggers me a little bit. Yeah, it's almost like what I'm hearing in that is there's these two, you know, we're not really taught to rest or how to rest or even taught, what, you know, the importance of rest. But I think on another layer of that is we're also not necessarily taught how to deal with some of these emotions or negative states of mind that might come to the surface during rest. So it's like a bit of a double whammy for some that maybe, you know, the screen time or, you know, whatever that uh, distraction is, is more attractive than actually taking a moment to let your mind and body rest fully. How do we find the right balance? between doing and pausing? It's a really good question. And I think it's different for all of us, but it starts with a question, what do I need? And I think we can, we have so much wisdom inside of us and we often forget that. And we look outside of ourselves for someone to tell us what to do. And there are so many people willing to, <laughs> to tell us what to do, but we need to take back that power and trust our own intuition about our own needs. And so knowing how to find that balance comes down to the question, what do I need? And I really, I do, I practice this myself. I encourage my students and my clients to ask themselves this question every morning or at the beginning of a practice is to pause and say, what do I need today? And really tune into what you need. And so, yes, we need to rest, but we also need to have action as well. We don't want to, you know, this is not like talking about rest doesn't mean we need to be lying around in bed all the time or, you know, moving to a tropical island and sitting on a hammock all the time. Although, you know, that could be kind of nice as well. But we want to have this balance, right, between the doing and the activity in our life, but also have the downtime, the sleep and the rest. And it's going to be different for all of us. And so what's important is that we tune into our own needs and listen to that. So asking yourself, honestly, what do I need? And then doing that. Like it's simple, but it's not easy. Like it's not easy to ask yourself that question and then make that happen, especially when we have bosses and we have mortgages and we have kids and we have students, or, you know, we have people that are, that are wanting our time and wanting our energy. It's a very kind of radical thing to do is to ask yourself what you need and be willing to claim that for yourself. But if you want to find this balance in your life, this is what's, what's going to be needed. I'm just thinking for a listener that's maybe, you know, they hear that potentially ask the question, but may not yet have developed that understanding of self or even body awareness, you know, maybe right now for someone, there's no answer that comes back. So I'm just wondering, like, is there any other, and I guess I'm just reflecting on that myself, you know, like, 
maybe it's, you know, what would some of those signs or answers that might come back? Like, what does that look like? And I was just thinking for, for myself, you know, when I know that my body is tired or I feel the strain or heaviness in my body, I know that my body needs a rest. When I shift, when, when I'm in a certain mood for <laughs> recognize that maybe my mind needs a rest or my heart might need a rest. Are there any other signs or symptoms? I shouldn't say symptoms, but are there any other signs that you think might help someone who, you know, in asking that question to themselves? you know, what, what might some of the answers be? I mean, firstly, if you're having difficulty tuning into that question and knowing what the answer might be, then you probably need rest even more, right? Because when we can find rest, when, when we're well, well rested, whether that's through sleep or rest throughout the day or a combination of both, that helps us to be more tuned in to our internal experience. Okay, so how do you know if you need rest? Yes, when you're feeling tired, that's a pretty good way to know if you're needing rest. And often we interpret the symptoms of fatigue as tiredness not as I'm tired and I need a rest but as I'm tired and I need a coffee I've had that experience before we feel oh I need a coffee or I need some chocolate or I need you know whatever whatever it is you reach for when you're tired an energy bar or a Red Bull, whatever it is. When you hear yourself saying, oh, I'm tired, I need a coffee. I wonder if you could switch that around and say, I'm tired, I need to pause, I need a rest. Because our body is actually looking for coffee, not asking for Red Bull, not asking for a cigarette. Oh, it's not asking for that. It's asking for something, sure. It's asking to come back into a state of equilibrium, but it's not asking. Your body doesn't ask for coffee. Your body's asking for rest. So if you hear yourself saying, I'm tired, I need a, if you can turn that around, I'm tired, I need a rest. A rest, you know, a great way to bring a little bit of rest into your day is to link it in with something. So this might be the example that I gave before. So when you get home at the end of the day, take five minutes in the car, turn off your podcast. If you've got music on, either turn it off or put some relaxing music on. Not this past, of course. If you're listening to Mark's podcast, like leave it on the entire time. <laughs> but any other podcast you're listening to, turn it off just for five minutes before you go in. Maybe put your seat back, close your eyes and rest there. Or, you know, it's different for everybody. It might be, you know, one thing that I used to do before I got my new computer, my new computer works really quickly now, but my old computer used to give me that little, I have a Mac, one of those little, I call them a wheel of death little things that would go around and around and around. And I'm sometimes a very kind of impatient person. So that used to drive me crazy, but I switched that on its head and said, okay, every time my computer does the wheel of death, that's an opportunity for me to pause and breathe. And so every time that went around and around and around, I would do my, close my eyes and do my breathing practice until it finished. Or it might be, okay, every time you have a meeting instead of you know those last five minutes sometimes you know the meeting's coming up and you just kind of check your emails or you check your social media just because you've got five minutes instead of checking your device perhaps you lie down on the floor and put your legs up the wall and close your eyes for five minutes and starting to hook these little of rest into things that you're already doing in your day. Or if you've got kids, maybe when you go to the toilet, mommy or daddy's going to the toilet, you go to the toilet, you take an extra two minutes just to, before you step back out. Whatever works in your life that, that you work, but to hook it into something else helps to remember to do that throughout the day. Yeah, look, I love that. You know, it's kind of, I'm sure that most of us definitely do have those moments when it's, we're reaching for another coffee or Red Bull in particular. I think that's a big part of our culture. And I think that is a big sign that we're probably all accustomed to. But I like how, you know, that your idea of flipping that. So rather than reaching for the third or fourth coffee, sometimes the fifth coffee, just 
taking that message as actually, you know, why don't you, you know, take this moment to pause? And I like what you said there also about using those what are sometimes frustrating moments. And I hear you, that little spinny thing in the middle of the computer <laughs> when it's thinking, you know, it's it's an easy moment to be triggered, right? And that just becomes a stressful, anxious moment where we could actually take that as a maybe a message from the universe that you just need to sit and take a moment like just you know breathe until that circle stops spinning which is not a bad thing for anyone right but I think taking those opportunities, turning them into a moment for rest, especially if you're, you know, if you know that day that you are reaching for another coffee or you're filling yourself with snacks and sugar because your body's actually asking for rest. Um, so I really, I really like that. You know, that I, I'm equally with you. That spinning thing on my Mac really turns my mind. I'm day five of coffee. I really hear you on that. It's kind of... Yeah, I, I just needed to put it aside, probably not forever, but definitely for this moment, just letting my body be without it. And you know what? It's been great. And I'm not, you know, I know it's not the same for everyone, but I'm not craving it. I'm not tired. I don't have headaches. So let's see how long this streak can last. Why do you think, and this is something also a bit of a personal question, but why do you think it takes something like an illness to shift our perspective when it comes to rest and, you know, nurturing your body rather than flogging it? Yeah. And honestly, for most people, it does. And I think coming back to the cultural thing we were talking about, like most of us were raised either by our parents or the, you know, the culture in general of, of go, 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 keep going, keep achieving, fill your time, keep, you know, that kind of grind culture that so many of us are, are caught up in so to do something like to, to do the opposite of that then they there really needs to be a reason we rarely go against that kind of culture that we're caught up unless unless there's a, a real need or a real reason to and often that reason is illness or or something happening i know my own my own journey with that having been diagnosed with hashimoto's disease nearly 10 years ago meant that i had no choice but to rest i tried everything else that didn't work i had to rest sleep and that changed everything I remember uh, on my own podcast interviewing Judith Hanson Lasseter, who is one of the kind of founding teachers of restorative yoga and talked about how, and I asked her the similar question and she talked about when her twin brother died and her grief brought her to these rest practices. She felt like she had no other choice but to do these practices and talking to so many clients and students, it seems to me that we do, there needs to be, you know, we don't do it without really needing, really needing to. And then it becomes this amazing gift. And I think part of it is that it's part of the hero's journey that, that we go on, where we go from living in the known world and things going okay. And then something happens, either this call to adventure, but more often than not, some crisis happens that takes us from the known doing life as we know it into the unknown and we go on this adventure and or and part of that adventure is is the abyss and going into the, the big deep challenges and as a result of that transformation happens but we seem to need to go through that that abyss to have those challenges to be able to grow and to be able to make really profound conscious changes in our life which it wasn't true i really didn't but it it, it seems humans <laughs> we need to go and you know we need to go through some kind of adversity for growth and transformation uh, to happen I'm sure there's exceptions to the rule 
Yeah, I, honestly, I was just thinking the same thing. It's like you said the same thought that was running through my mind. Like, I wish it wasn't true. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia last year. So my body is constantly in pain. I'm, you know, chronically fatigued and brain fog. And I'm doing things that are helping, which is fantastic. But, you know, it's been three, almost four long years of recalibrating who I am and what my body means to me. And especially working in this industry you know, I just can't do the things that I used to be able to do. Listening to what you just said then, you know, it it did make me reflect that in a way I've been granted this gift of fibromyalgia because my body is telling me, actually, you need to rest more. (laughs) Like you need to just slow down. Like I can hear that message and we don't know why fibromyalgia happens. No one knows the really unknown thing, but I feel like part of the message for me is actually, Mark, you know, you've used me you know, pretty hard and pretty fast for the last 40 years. And now I'm asking you just to slow down and stop. So, you know, that message has been really clear because of the, you know, this daily symptoms and BS that I have to deal with. But I guess there was part of me during this little moment thinking also, what would have happened if, you know, four years ago, before my symptoms started, if I had sat down with someone and heard a story about fibromyalgia, would that have been enough for me to say, actually, you know what, maybe I need rest. Like, isn't that a funny thing? Like we're kind of saying that, you know, in a lot of, in your experience, in my experience, for a lot of other people, it does take an illness or something quite drastic for us to really focus and change. But in, in the hope and the wish that it wasn't like that for everyone, you know, is, is just an example of someone's unfortunate circumstances enough to make that change. And, you know, reflecting on all of this in that last three minutes of our conversation, I was like, I don't know if I would have changed, you know, like I don't know if four years ago, if I had heard the story, would I be doing what I'm doing today to stay well? I just don't know. Or would you tell me that that wouldn't have happened to me? That won't happen to me. Yeah, we don't know. And there's something about the lived experience that is very different than hearing somebody else's story. And at the same time, we talked about the cultural component of this at the beginning, Mark. And I think by having these conversations, we're changing the culture. And hopefully the young people that are growing up listening to these kind of conversations will will be kind of swimming in different waters than we were when we were growing up. I hope so. I hope so. If you're listening now, you you know, you may you may feel like you're invincible and this body is just a vessel to create everything that you want in the world, but you know, there may come a time for you when you really need to well, I think there'll come a time for everyone where we need to listen more and hopefully it's not as drastic or as ugly as what it might have been for you and I. What I've heard you say a few times what I really like is around listening and around messages. And I think our body gives us messages. I mean, I don't, I don't know your story, but I'm imagining you didn't go from no symptoms to really unwell overnight. What usually happens is our body starts giving us messages. It starts whispering to us initially, feeling a little bit tired. Maybe your joints are a little bit creaky. You know, for me, Hashimoto's a little bit of a sore throat. You know, like we get whispers to begin with, but so often we don't listen. We keep pushing and we keep pushing and we ignore it. And then it gets a little bit louder a little bit louder and louder and louder and louder until it's yelling, till it's screaming at us. And and from what you've said about your experience, it sounds like when you were diagnosed last year that maybe that's what your body was doing. Listen, Mark, it's time to do something different. (laughs) 
You've absolutely nailed it. You know, I got diagnosed in February last year, 2021 that was, but it was two and a half years of symptoms growing to the point over two and a half years, Lauren, like two and a half years. Yeah, I wish I'd listened earlier. I just, you know, did these Band-Aid fixes for random creaky bones and sore elbows and tight hamstrings. Like why is all this stuff happening to the point where you just can't help but listen because your life is being turned upside down? So yeah, I definitely concur. And, you know, this is a message for you as a listener. Like you don't, you know, if if your body is whispering, then listen to the whisper. And you know what, if your body isn't, and if your body isn't whispering, (laughs) then still listen, right? Like still listen, ask the question, be conscious of it. And, you know, maybe as you beautifully described to us, Lauren, like regardless of how old or fit or young or unfit or no matter what your connection to body and mind is like, but take those moments of pause, right? Like even if it's a little bit forced to start with, just take those moments of pause and listen to what comes up. I think it's a really, like I said, like a simple thing to do, but a really radical thing to do. This is not the way that many of us, you know, it's a, it's a radical thing to pause, to take time, not to do anything, not to achieve anything, just to be and really listen to our deepest needs. Stop overriding them. Love it. There's so much wisdom in the body. Rest is a way to help us to heal, but it's also a way for us to listen as well. When we pause, when we rest, you know, when we're busy and we're going and we're doing all the million things, when it's very hard to listen to what we need to be tuned into our own internal world, to listen to those whispers like we were talking about. But when we take pause, when we're well rested, when we're well slept, and when we take pause to listen to that, then we get we get insights, we get kind of creative solutions. We know what the next step is. Lauren, other than the little spinning circle on your Mac, do you schedule in rest? I mean, is it purely just about getting enough sleep for you or are there other things that you schedule in? So sleep is something that I have made it as a big priority in my life. It wasn't always that way. I used to love, still do, if I'm honest, staying up late when everyone else has gone to bed and it's just, it's just quiet. I did that as a kid, as a mom. I love that now. Just that when it's dark and it's quiet and there's no one else around, I love that. But I have had to uh, keep that habit and go to bed early so I get enough sleep. So I, I would say probably 90, 95% of the time get at least eight hours sleep a night. When I've had nine hours, you should see me. I'm on top of the world. Amazing. I feel so good when I've had a good night's sleep that it just makes it worth the while, even giving up that late night kind of peaceful, peaceful time. So number one is getting enough sleep and I will prioritize sleep over so many, so many things. And number two, yes, I do schedule rest into my day. So I have a regular but flexible morning practice that is different every day, but often includes sitting, sitting in stillness. And then I also, I schedule one day a week where I don't book anything in, no clients, no podcast interviews, no meetings with my team, nothing. And sometimes I work on that day if if I'm feeling like it. Other days will not get out of my pajamas for the whole day. What's one thing that, you know, for all of the listeners out there right this moment, if there was one thing that you could gift them in regards to implementing rest, what would be that one easy thing that they could do today? Ask yourself what you need. 
take a moment to ask yourself, what do I need? And really be honest with yourself and then see if you can make it happen. You know, I think so often we wait for somebody else to come along and make those things happen. Give ourselves permission to rest. Give ourselves permission to take a day off. Give ourselves permission to go to bed early. Nobody is coming to give you permission. Grant it to yourself. Claim it yourself. I could sit here and give you permission right now, but I don't want to. I want you to claim that for yourself. Stop waiting for someone to give you permission to do that. Beautiful. I absolutely love that. I think that's a wonderful message and a beautiful practice. And, you know, like you said, it is radical. It's a simple thing, but it is radical. And we acknowledge that, but so important and life-changing and, you know, a conversation you can continue with yourself for as long as you're here in this body. So, you know, it's something that we can literally do at any time for the rest of our lives. So let's start practicing from now. And it's a practice. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us here at Virgin Active Minds. It's been wonderful chatting to you. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. It hats off to you for really highlighting this really important topic that we don't talk about. No, thank you very much. I am going to go and have a rest. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Mark. I really want you to take this episode as your message. I really want you to start becoming more attuned to what you need. If this is new for you, that's okay. Start by taking the first step in asking yourself today, what do I need? Then sit and listen. Thanks so much for pressing play today. If you love this episode, then please hit subscribe, tell a friend and give us a rating. Until next time, bye for now.